This anointed teaching by Dr. Beverly Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Good evening, everybody. What a blessing it is to be here tonight. I just wanted to greet you, especially if you weren't here this morning. I want to tell you how much, Apostle Theon, I love you. We miss you. We pray for you. We know that God is doing a fresh new thing in our lives. And praise God, we walk in faith. We don't walk in fear. And I told somebody when they said, why are you flying? Why are you going to go to another country? So I said, because wherever I go and the coronavirus comes into my atmosphere, it dies immediately as it comes into my atmosphere it dies on contact. So why shouldn't I go? Because wherever I go, if it's anywhere around me, it dies. Glory to God. Father, into your presence we come, dear sir, to praise and to worship you. We say this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and we'll be glad in it. Thank you, Father, for giving us Jesus and thank you for giving us the precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you'll rise up big within me now, that you'll think through my mind and speak through my lips of clay, and I declare that I'm a servant, ready to be used by the Master tonight. And I will declare your word fearlessly, boldly, accurately, carried by the wind of the Spirit. I thank you that fear will be dispelled, but faith will rise up in the heart of your people. And Father, we, a Christian family church, will not only be hearers of the word, but Father, we doers of the word. And therefore, we have good success in life. And everybody said, Amen. Glory to God. Well, the title of my message tonight, family, is called Destiny Changer. Say, I can be a destiny changer. Let's say that one more time. I can be a destiny changer. Glory to God. Do you know, family, it only takes one Decision. It only takes one destiny-defining moment in our lives to become destiny changers and history makers. Praise God, it doesn't depend on where you were born. It doesn't depend on to whom you were born. But when we make the right choices in life, not only will our lives change dramatically, but the lives of our children will change dramatically as well. And our families' lives will change forever like our lives can be changed. If you remember in Joshua's time, Jericho was an oasis in the Canaanite cities. It was called the city of palms. And I guess Apostle Theo would love that city because they obviously had lots of palm trees. In fact, it's considered by the archaeologists to be one of the oldest cities on earth. It dates back right to 3000 BC according to the Bible. This ancient city was built around a fresh spring of water where travelers, nomads came in from outside the city. They would bring their animals for much needed water. And of course, they would be refreshed themselves. The outer wall of the city was built with large stones between 12 and 15 feet high. The entire city from, from wall to wall was only nine acres and the population inside was several thousand people. But living on, in a house on the wall of the city was a, the town prostitute named Rahab. Now, according to the rabbinic tradition, Rahab was one of the four most beautiful women in the Bible. There was Sarah, there was Abigail, there was Esther. Those were the other three. But Rahab had a house or an inn, you could say, and she provided lodging and favors for men who came from outside the city to inside the city. 
And for years, stories had been circulating around Jericho that the God of the Israelites had defeated their enemies. So really, in Jericho, everybody had heard how the Lord had dried up the water of the Red Sea, how the Israelites had come out of Egypt. They heard how the God of Israelites had defeated the two kings. So the people inside this city, they were living with fear, constantly living with fear in case they would be destroyed by the God of the Israelites. So when Joshua sent two spies secretly at night to gain information about the city, the spies went to Rahab's house, a common place for male visitors to lodge to prevent suspicion. But while they were there, the the spies began to tell Rahab all about what was going to happen to the city of Jericho, that they were going to be destroyed. And this was a defining destiny, defining moment in her life. She now faced the real possibility of battle, devastation, chaos, destruction all around her. And Rahab was at the crossroads of her life. She could have done one or two things. Either she could have sent the spies away. She might have felt the risk of keeping them was too much for her. Or she could have turned them into the authorities the following day. She was in a place in her life where she had the opportunity to make a destiny-defining decision. It was here that she could get to know God, that she could discover her freedom She could know her purpose in life and ultimately make a difference. Now, we remember Apostle Paul had a similar experience. He had a similar defining moment in his life when he was on the road to Damascus. It was a time that would change his life and history forever. In one minute, he went from being the greatest persecutor of Christians to becoming the greatest defender of the faith. We know the story when Saul was knocked off his horse by a bright light and a voice said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? His life was changed forever. But we will all have opportunities in our lives to face defining moments, compelling moments, moments which will change our lives forever. But when those moments occur, what are we going to do? What choices are we going to make? Rahab's defining moment came when she said in Joshua 2, verse 11, she said, For the Lord your God, He is the God in heaven above and the earth beneath. So much is is said in that one statement. She said, I know that your God is the God of the heavens. He's the God of the earth beneath. In other words, she says, I'm transferring my trust from my pagan gods, and I'm going to transfer it to your God, the God of the heaven, the God of the earth. Now remember, she was brought up by worshiping idols. She was brought up by worshiping a God called Moloch. Now, if you read in the Bible and in the history books, you will see that Moloch, he's uh, mentioned multiple times. He was made of iron and brass. He was depicted part human and part bull. And the belly of this God was hollowed out. And they used to put their children in there and they used to set them alight. And they used to use them as offerings, live offerings to their gods. Of course, we know this is child abuse and child murder. And God is against that then and he's against it today. 
But praise God for His forgiveness and mercy, family. When we repent, He doesn't determine our future by looking at our past mistakes. Glory to God. It doesn't matter who you've been with, where you've been, what you've done, how we've messed up. If we repent, God forgives us and we have the opportunity to start over. All of God's promises are available to us. The moment we cry out to Him and we say, Father, forgive us. And He gives us salvation and He gives us deliverance. Acts 10.34 says that God shows no partiality. Verse 35 says, but in every nation, whoever fears Him and works righteousness is accepted by Him. So if we can believe, God will rebuild our broken life. Glory to God. If we can believe, God will restore our broken home. If we can believe, God will remold our broken dream. Glory to God. If we can believe, God can bring our unsaved, rebellious children back home in Jesus' name. If we can believe, our spouse can get born again. If we can believe, we can get the job we believe in God for. All things are possible, family, to those who believe. God can save you from destruction, like he saved Rahab's family out of destruction and out of chaos. And she asked the spies, please save my family. She decided that she was going to connect with God's family. So in Joshua 2.12, it says, Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Do you see there's the law of sowing and reaping? She was sowing kindness and she expected to receive kindness. Whatever we sow in life, family, it's going to come back to us. If we sow love, love's coming back. If we sow hate, hate's coming back. So let us sow love and joy and peace and kindness. And then she said, give me a sure sign that you'll spare the lives. Look here, my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all who belong to them, that you will save us all from death. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her. Now the men had said to her, the oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless when we enter the land that you've tied the scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you have brought your father and your mother and your brothers and your family and your uncle and your aunties and your nephews and your nieces, everybody in your family that you want to be saved, they have to be in the house. We have to be in the house of God. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. And look at the power of agreement here. Where two or three agree, it is done. And she tied the scarlet cord and she put it outside the window. Rahab was about to rise up out of her bleak, dismal, dark circumstances. She knew destruction was coming. She knew chaos was on its way. But she chose to put her faith in the living God. Glory to God. And God is going to raise us, family, out of chaos, out of destruction, out of challenges. When we put our faith in our living God, He's going to raise us up out of chaos and destruction. Glory to God. So Rahab was given very specific instructions by the spies that she had to follow. And now throughout the Word of God, we are given very specific instructions on how to live. 
how to use our faith, how to walk in love, how to walk in forgiveness. And all of God's instructions are laid out in the Word of God, but it is a choice up to us if we would choose to obey His Word or not. Because if we choose to obey His Word, we're going to be blessed, family. We're going to be blessed coming in. We're going to be blessed going out. If we choose to obey His Word, we're going to have a sense of freedom in our lives and we're going to be delivered. If we choose to uh, live in the Word of God and obey the Word, we're going to walk in peace even when everyone has a spirit of fear and then we're going to walk in peace and joy and full of glory. Hallelujah. When we choose to obey the Word of God, we're going to have joy and happiness. We're going to, to live in another realm when everyone is depressed and thinking, what shall I do? We're going to have the joy of the Lord in our hearts. And you know, above all, God is going to take good care of us. If we choose to disobey the Word of God, we will face the consequences. And family, it's just that simple. But Rahab, she had the choice. She could obey the instructions of the spies and these were the instructions. Number one, keep silent about their visit. Based on the city rumors, the kings were already seeking out information about these men. They wanted to know why they had come to her home. But her assignment from the spies was not to reveal anything about their visit or their conversations. She was told to keep quiet. Number two, she was to place a scarlet cord in the window and this was as, to act as a sign to the Hebrew soldiers that they were to protect her and her family without being slain in battle. Number three, she was to keep everybody inside the house from the moment the battle began until she was led out by the spies who gave her a promise of protection during wartime. And you might ask, well, Pastor Beb, how does those, those instructions, how do they apl apply to me today? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Number one, sometimes we talk too much. Sometimes we need to zip our lip. We allow people to steal our dreams. We allow people to distract us. We allow people to steer us, of course, to disturb us, to distort our focus. It's time for us to be wise and zip our lip. Be careful, family, with whom you discuss your plans and strategies. The ones who are meant to encourage you might be the very ones who will try and discourage you. You know, people laughed at Thomas Edison, didn't they? They called him crazy when he talked about creating a light bulb that was not a candle. They laughed at Alexandra Graham Bell, and they called him crazy when he talked about a machine that you can talk through to, other, to people in other places. They laughed at Christopher Columbus, and they called him crazy when he said the world was not flat, but it was round. And they laughed at the Wright brothers, and they called them crazy when they said they could create a flying machine. So once again, family, let us be careful with whom we discuss our plans and strategies that the Lord has given us. Oh, we know that Samson learned the hard way, didn't he? He talked too much. He opened his mouth and he gave out his secret. And what happened? It was a destiny-defining moment for him. And because it went the wrong way, Delilah took him off course. Out of his destiny, into tragedy. 
So when we speak to the wrong people about our destiny, they can take us off course. Rahab was given a plan, the plan of deliverance, the plan of freedom. But she was not to talk about it to anybody outside her family. Rahab's whole world was about to change. Everything looked like it was going to crumble around her because the, the battle was going to rage. But God had made a way out for her even though there was going to be a great battle. And God will make a way out for us no matter what happens in the economy, no matter what happens in this country. But Africa shall be saved no matter what happens around us. God will make a way out for us and He will lift us up in difficult times. We have to hold on to the Word of God, family. We have to get in agreement with the Word of God. And that's exactly what Rahab did. She agreed with the plan of the spies, and she held on to her faith in their living God. And God wants to save our families. He wants to save our families from destruction, and He's chosen a future for us that is so much bigger than our past. Don't allow the enemy to steal your future. No matter what it seems like, hold on to the word of God because God is on your side. Because on the other side of your believing, on the side of your fasting and praying, on the other side of your trusting God, there are miracles, there are breakthroughs, there are answers to your prayers. There is joy unspeakable and full of glory. If we run from our problems, we get negative about our dreams. We are only running away from our destiny. But if we learn to face our problems with faith, knowing that God is in control, He's going to deliver us just like He delivered Rahab. He can change our destiny family just like He did hers. Number two, the scarlet cord. They'd hang out the window. It was a faith object, a point of contact that she had to view in the days before the battle. It gave her confidence. It gave her comfort. It was a promise from the spies that she would be saved in the time of difficulties. Remember on the night that God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt, he told the people to put the blood on the lintel and the side posts of their doors. And Moses wrote to the people and said in Exodus 12, verse 23, it says, For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer, which was an angel, to come into your houses and strike you. So the scarlet cord in Rahab's window was a sign that read loud and clear to the Israelites, do not destroy this house. So the scarlet cord is a covenant reminder that we are in covenant with Jesus and we will always have his promises to hold on to. The word will give us confidence. The word will give us boldness when everything is shaking around us, when it feels like our, our lives are falling apart, when we have to face battles in life. We can have sure confidence that God is on our side and the word will bring us out and give us victory. The scarlet cord was red. It, it represents the covenant blood. Remember, this told her that Joshua was going to rescue her. And it was a type of covenant that we have with Jesus today. And Jesus is here, family, to rescue you and me from every battle we face. 
Psalm 28 verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. Glory to God. He will protect us in battle. Isaiah 59 verse 19 says, When the enemy comes in like a flood, oh, but the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Glory to God. So praise God. We are anointed for battle. Hallelujah. I'm anointed for battle. Say, I am anointed for battle. Glory to God. Luke 10, 19, one of my favorite scriptures says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing. Everybody say nothing. Nothing. Say nothing. Shall by any means hurt you or harm you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord today, family. God has given us scriptures that is going to bring us security. We have this confidence that we can remain calm in the middle of a storm. Jesus is here, family. He's going to rescue us from every battle that we face. He's going to rescue us from every mountain that we have to climb. He's going to rescue us from every challenge we are going through. He's going to rescue us from every fire that we'll go through, but we'll come out without smelling of smoke. Even if we go through the waters, he will take us through them. He is going to look after him because God is our rescuer. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And the third instruction she was given to ensure the safety of her entire family, the whole family had to stay inside the house. And staying inside the house was required until the battle was over. For six days, Israel circled Jericho saying nothing. I can imagine Rahab looking out of her window and she saw the Israelites circling around. She knew the danger was imminent. She could see destruction coming to her city. It was going to come any day. There was going to be chaos. But on the seventh day, the ram's horn blew and the people shouted and the walls started trembling all around her. But yet, even though the walls came down, family, it was a miracle that Rahab's house stood firmly still on that wall. Praise God, you know. Um, Mike Murdoch said something which I will never forget. He said, never be afraid of the devil, but be afraid of ignorance. Ignorance is the only weapon that Satan possesses, the only weapon our enemy has, because my people are destroyed through lack of knowledge. So don't be afraid of the devil, but be afraid of being stupid. It's true, family. It's so true. Do you know how many God's people are suffering? And they don't have to if they just believe the word of God. So Rahab's family, she must have heard the screams and the clashing of swords and the people running everywhere in panic. She could have heard children screaming and mothers screaming and fathers screaming and the power of death was everywhere. And yet, at Rahab's house, the power of death was restrained. And when the enemy comes to us, family, we need to know that we are in covenant with our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be steadfast in our faith. We need to stay in the place that God has um, put us, and that is Christian family church. If this is your church, we need to stay in covenant with one another. Be in the house of God. Stay with the family of God. If we want to be rescued, if we want God to move in our future, if we want to be blessed and highly favored, 
we need to be obedient. We need to move away. We need, do not need to move away from God, but we need to stay in covenant. Stay in the house. Stay in the word. God says he'll raise the poor out of the dust. He'll lift the needy out of the ash heap. God wants to bring us out of our situation, out of any crisis that you're facing, out of any challenges or chaos that you're facing. God wants to bring you out of it. He wants you to be fully equipped, family, so that you can enter into your destiny fully armed and fully equipped, just like he did with Noah, right? Noah's whole family was saved from worldwide calamity, worldwide destruction because he kept the faith. He was obedient to God's word. We live in troubled times today. We're definitely in the end times. You would agree and say amen to that, right? But Genesis 6.22 6, says, So Noah did everything as exactly as God commanded him. Hebrews 11 verse 7 says, By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Rahab moved, I believe, with godly fear, and she stayed in the house, and her whole household was saved. Hebrews 11 verse 30 says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been circled for seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe. You see, family, if we don't believe, we will perish, but if we believe, we will not perish. When she received the spies with peace. And the times that we live in, there's such confusion all around us. But God has a plan for our lives. He's not given us the spirit of fear. He's going to take, but it's going to take faith and obedience to complete what God has called us to do. So I want to ask you tonight, what is your next step? Are you going to go to growth track? Are you going to be part of the dream team? Are you going to be part of a home group? We've got to be in the house. We've got to stay in church. We've got to be connected to one another. The very fact that Rahab, the town prostitute, could turn away from a sinful lifestyle and could convert to God, listen and be in a genealogy that is unmatched by any other Gentile woman outside of Ruth, shows us that there's no one with a negative past that God cannot transform into a positive future. She was the first convert to the Hebrew God from the promised land. Today, we could say she was a baby Christian, but God delivered her, saved her, helped her because she believed in him. She had faith just like a mustard seed. It only took a tiny little bit of faith to believe. And she started a spiritual legacy. And I want to ask you tonight, are you starting a spiritual legacy Matthew 1.5 says, Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. So Salmon was one of the spies. And he married Rahab. And they had a baby. And his baby, his name was uh, Boaz. We all know that Boaz and Ruth had a child, Obed. Obed begot Jesse. Jesse begot David the king. And this is the lineage, this is the destiny, because she decided to serve the Lord with her whole heart. One woman's decision to follow God changed her life from a former prostitute to one of the five women listed in the genealogies of Christ in Matthew. When you decide it's 
all or nothing. When you say, I'm all in God, I choose to obey you, I choose to be obedient, I choose to believe your world, your word, you will see that you will have the most fulfilling and rewarding life. Oh, family, God wants your family to be blessed. If you have made poor choices, you have a chance to turn around, to get back to God. There's never a time when God will reject you. His arms are wide open. He's saying, come back to me, my precious child. I want to restore you. I want to lift you up. I want to help you once again. He's going to change your destiny. He's going to take your difficulties and change them into possibilities. He's going to take your challenges and make them opportunities. Your war stories can become victory shouts in Jesus' name. And I love it that God takes the ordinary person and makes us into an extraordinary person and that's who you are. You are a supernatural being. You are an extraordinary person. You're filled with the Spirit of God. You have the favor of God on your life. You have God's wisdom. He's leading you. He's guiding you. He's going to take you out of chaos, out of challenges, and again, lift you high because you are more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. Also, family, I say tonight, dare to make the right choices. Dare to live in the destiny that God has planned for you. I see to you tonight, and I say that you are the above and not beneath. I say that you are history makers, and I say that your destiny changes, and I say that you're healed and you're prosperous, and I declare that you are healed. I say that God has made you the head and not the tail, that you, that you can take out your darkest night and transform you. It's your brightest day. He can take you and heal your body. He can give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. He will forgive your past and give you an incredible future. He can make you into a destiny changer. If we just say, yes, Jesus, touch my life today. I want to be a destiny changer. I want to be a world changer. I want to be something supernatural. God it was has made you into a winner. You have the DNA of God inside of you. You are a champion. You have the life of God in front you have the mind of Christ. You are not stupid. You are clever. You are filled with the Spirit of God. You are men and women of the Most High God. Your DNA is the DNA of a champion. I don't care what people have said about you. You are a champion. You are a winner. God has got much in store for you, but family, embrace the Word of God. Embrace the church of God and start living out the destiny that God has for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Give Him praise. Thank you. Give him praise. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.